Um, I remember when I was 19, um, I'm quite a skeptical person. I need a lot of evidence for stuff. And at 19, I really started thinking, well, should I really get into Jesus and church? Or is it a load of rubbish? Because if it's rubbish, we're all wasting our time. And so I really got into the evidence for Jesus' resurrection. And I still, I read all of the atheist literature around. That's the people who don't believe there's a God. I still read them now, 17 years on. And I read all the theist. That's the people who do think there's a God and that Jesus is risen, all their stuff. I watch all their debates when they go at each other. And the evidence was overwhelming. The historical evidence that Jesus is alive. And we're not playing games here. This morning, and if you ever want to get into it with me and look at those types of things, I'm gladly go over that with you. Um, the evidence is here: Jesus is risen, and it matters, and the world needs it, and it's happened. Um, children, if you are at home drawing anything, this is the day for a stone rolled away. Jesus is risen, and church is risen as well. Stick that on your bits of paper. This morning, Martin Luther said, the resurrection's not just in the Bible and world history, it's in all the leaves at this time of year as well, which are dying and coming back to life. It's everywhere. It's in those uh, cocoons where something dies and then comes back to life. It's just written in the whole world. Right, here's a quiz. True or false? I got 11 things, true or false, um, in the Bible. The Jesus died due to the rigors of crucifixion. True or false? You can think. I'm not sure you're allowed to answer. Number two, Jesus was buried. Number three, Jesus' death caused the disciples to despair and lose hope. All true so far, nods? Okay. Jesus' tomb was discovered to be empty just a couple of days later. Right, we'll do nods for true, shakies for false. That's another true. Five, at this time, the disciples had real experiences that they believed to be literal experiences of the risen Jesus. Yep, nods. There's a theme here. Lots of truth. The disciples were transformed from doubters who were afraid to identify with Jesus to become bold proclaimers of his death and resurrection. And were even willing to die to do it. Nods. Next, the resurrection was central to their message. Nods. The resurrection was proclaimed in Jerusalem where the empty tomb was. True. Nine, the church as we know it, which eventually reached Cardiff and welcome to Park End. The church as we knew it grew because of the resurrection. Nods. That's all we've got, really, that Jesus is alive. Number 10, Sunday became the primary day of worship on the day He was risen. True. And the last one, the gospel spread around and all of the sermons in Acts in the Bible are really all about the resurrection of Jesus. All is that is true. And my question is, so what? Who cares? Well, I've got an answer. It matters, and for people listening who aren't trusting in Jesus, so many people are still lost. 
So many people are not living risen lives or have much hope at all. Some people are not saved. They're not safe in the arms of this risen Jesus. So many people are confused today. So many people are filled with hate, not love and ascended living. So many people are worried about death. What do we do with that one? And asking, who am I and where am I going? That's why there's a so what today. There's a massive answer. There is life in Jesus for all of that stuff. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me. And children, that just means if we trust Jesus and how amazing he is, we will live. And even though we die, we shall never really die. Do you believe that? What's all that about? Okay, here's another little verse for you to digest on before I sort of apply it. Here's a verse from Romans, and it says about the church, us, well, it was actually to Rome, but also to us, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead... So the Holy Spirit raises Jesus on the third day. If he is also living in you, you now live also. So basically, to sum up just that bit, church serves this morning a risen Jesus, not a dead man. And church shares in his risen life. And that's why we get up in the mornings, because we've got such hope to face Everything we share in his risen life. All right, Owen, but keep telling me so what, because I'm not quite there yet. Okay, I got some more so what's. Romans 8 does say we've got the spirit to break patterns of sin and death. That's not where I'm going today. My thing today is, how is church risen and why does it matter? It matters because of this. We are fully, this morning, the Jesus people among us, Listening at home as well. We are fully, this morning, welcomed by God to share in His family and life. Fully welcomed. In union with God. You're like, I woke up this morning, I'm really groggy. I've already sinned a hundred times. Ah! We are fully united to God because we are risen with Jesus Who's fully united to God. Peace. Perfect peace. Whatever side of the bed you woke up this morning. Whatever you're going to face tomorrow. Risen. United with God. And you shall never die. Forgiven. And at peace. Because of Jesus. Loads of teenagers at the moment, they're like, who am I? What's my identity? I need to carve one out and declare it on social media. Here's one, risen with Jesus. Going to conquer the whole universe one day forever and reign with Him. Part of God's family. That shall never die, because He shall never die. This life has been handed to us by Jesus, this Spirit-filled life. Handed to us. Next year at Passover... When we're back here in the building, 
I'm going to get three families up, maybe more. And we're going to pretend we were back in the ancient church when the first ever Passover event happened. And I'm going to get three different church families up who are stuck in Egypt and slavery. I stole this from another preacher, so I'll give him credit next year when I actually do it. And then the question is, and I'll ask you now, which one of these families is safe in the arms of God? Which one? So they're all in Egypt cooped up. God's promised they're coming out. They're going to the promised land. He provides them each a little lamb. You know the story with the Passover. There are three families. Here's one. I'll give you more than three. One of the families is here having a really bad week. Really bad week. All fallen out with each other. Said nasty, horrible things to each other. There's family number one. Here's family number two. One of them in the family has committed the same sin that they've committed a thousand times. But there he is in family number two. Here's another one. Family number three. Wonderful. Fully committed to church, serves everybody, never has a bad day. Everybody else wants to punch this person in the face because they're always happy and full of joy. But that's just, there's just church people like that. One at the back, major marriage problems. Botched it as a parent, botched it as a grandparent. But they're all there, they've all got a lamb. They each kill the lamb according to God. They trust in the coming Messiah, which the lamb is the picture of. And they put the blood outside of the doorposts. And the judgment of God passes over all of their houses. But they've all put the blood on the doorpost. Which family is safe and on the way to the promised land? I give you five seconds to think. The answer is... All of them. All of them. Because they're trusting in someone greater than themselves. The coming Messiah. They're all hiding under the blood provided for them. They never get judged. They're free and on the way to the promised land. However they've been that week. Because they're trusting in someone greater than themselves. And today we declare worthy is the Lamb who was slain. The Lord Jesus Christ, slain for me, risen for me and for church. Because of the resurrection, Jesus-centered churches are irrevocably declared this morning as righteous and justified forever. So enjoy your day. Enjoy your God. Forgiven sinner, you are as welcomed this morning as Jesus is. In the family of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore if anyone is in Christ. Trust in Jesus. He is a new creation. Done. Old things have passed away. Behold. All things are new. But Owen I've sinned so much today. Hey. Repent and believe this. Jesus is risen. Old things have passed. Keep trusting. To the church member this morning, listening with doubts and fears, listen to this. The center of Christianity is not your walk with God. It's Christ's walk with God. And He just includes you in what He's done for you. There's a big difference there. You're not the center of your worldview. We're not the center of the church worldview. The risen, ascended Jesus is. That's why Paula read this in Romans 4. Jesus was handed over to death for our sins, 
but raised for our justification, which means union with Christ and the Father. Everything He is, we are today. Here's an interesting question as we roll towards the end. Why was the stone rolled away? Did Jesus need help? I don't think so. I think it's more like this. He could not wait to come and tell His bride, the church, that He's back. I've come for you. I've come for you. See, in church, we're such a mixed bunch. And it is a killer message if I come up here and go, Christianity is morals. Try and keep them. Hope for the best. You might get there one day. I'm like, oh my goodness, I am damned if that is the Christian message. Try and keep the commandments of God and we may be accepted. No. For those of us that sin a thousand times a day, Christ is risen for us. He remains risen for us. We are justified and united. One preacher said this, The joylessness you feel in Jesus, even maybe this morning, is a forgiven joylessness for those trusting in the blood of the Lamb. Even that... I met a husband once and he said this after a massive fight with his wife. The death and resurrection is precious to me, not because they turn my life into a string of successes, but because they keep me from collapsing under my own failures. Jesus is risen. I'm in union with the Lord God today and nothing shall separate us. We killed him. It was our sin that nailed him to the tree, but he's risen for us. The rewards are ours. That's the gospel. The crime is ours. The punishment was his. The reward is ours. And we need to train ourselves to believe that more. Because we have many bad days. He's risen for us. We are safe in the arms of Jesus. And I got a little list to conclude. For the bad parent... Who should have prayed more and loved more and fasted more and you're feeling guilty. I already feel that. I've got a five-year-old and a seven-year-old. Jesus is risen. He calls us to repent and receive peace and forgiveness. We're valued and loved. To the drug addict who has relapsed for the 50th time. Wondering, is there still a chance at life? Jesus is risen. He calls you to repent and receive peace and forgiveness. You're valued and loved. Church will help you. We're risen together. To the wealthy person who's comfortable, but starting, starting to ask, is there more to life than my wealth and comfort? I feel empty. Jesus is risen. He calls us to repent and receive peace and forgive us. forgiveness we're valued and loved. To the merely religious who've come to church all your lives, but you feel like a husk and you're all dry inside, Jesus is risen. He calls you to repent and receive peace and forgiveness. You're valued and loved. For those not forgiving someone, harboring resentment and hate, if church has been received by the Father, how is it we don't receive others? Jesus is risen. He calls us to repent and receive peace and forgiveness. We're valued and loved. To the repeated offenders and the outright sinners, Jesus is risen. He calls you to repent and receive peace and forgiveness. You're valued in love and loved. Two more. To those trusting in Jesus coming to the end of their lives, feeling frail, 
Jesus is risen and you are too. And your last breath here will be the first in glory because he is risen. And your body will follow one day on that great last day. Jesus was planted on the Friday like a seed. He's risen on the Sunday. The first harvest of new life church follows that. And my last thought is this. Derek Redmond in the 1992 Olympics. I was seven. My memory's a bit sketchy. I think it was in Barcelona. I think it was the semi-final of the 400 meters. And I think his hamstring just went mid-race. Down he went. But he got up. Because he was helped. His father came alongside him, do you remember? And helped him finish the race. Saved by a stronger man than I. Held my hand till I saw him face to face. And that is the Christian life. Saved by a man stronger than I. All glory to King Jesus in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.